Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar. Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz coming at you. And Slees, stop me if you've heard this before, but Tony Finau is a winner again, and it was an absolute ass-whipping. He won by four, but it looked a lot worse than that. I mean, he struggled a little bit on his back nine there on Sunday, but, man, he put on a clinic this week down in Houston. You know how they say no lead in golf is safe? I'm going to take issue with that and say eight-shot lead going into the final nine, that's safe lead. When he gets going, man, I mean, it's all starting to click right now for the long time. The narrative was like, why can't Tony close? Why doesn't he win more? Boom, fast forward. And now, what, he's won three of his last seven, I think four in his last 30 out there, which is on par with Roy McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler. Those are the only two other guys to do it. And Colt, like, I mean, it's always his putter that we look at with Tony, right? It's never anything else. Well, he he led the field in driving accuracy this this week as well as greens and regulation, and then second in putting. So you put all those three together. Uh, he's a tough man to beat, and he wins in big clips too, Colt. Like you go back to what, the 3M Rocket Mortgage won those by three and five. He can run away from people, you know, um, when it all gets going. You're starting to see it more regularly from the big fella. Yeah, and I know it wasn't the strongest field in the world, but listen, you can only, you can only beat the field you're going up against each week. And, I mean, he took down Scotty Scheffler, Sam Burns. Um, but I, I expect big thing. I think there's a big win coming for Tony Finau very soon. Um, you know, we've, we've seen him be in the contention at the masters. Wouldn't be surprised if he's up there again, come April, but it's cool to see, man. His confidence is sky high right now. Um, he's just destroying fields. I mean, look back to what he did at Detroit, um, 3M there at Minnesota. And now here he's on an absolute heater. That bank account is looking nice. I mean, yeah, it is a fall event. It's not the best field in golf. Yeah, but I would argue, put the best field in golf out there. I mean, he was eight away from the closest guy going into the final nine on Sunday. I think that gets it done just about anywhere. And I'm kind of with you. It's like, all right, you know, the way his career's gone, he's starting to win. He's starting to win more regularly. He's starting to win by bigger margins. It's like, what's next? I mean, you got to think major championships are just highlighted all over, you know, for the 2023 for Tony Finau. Yeah, really happy for Tony. One of the one of the best guys out there on the PGA Tour. Fifth PGA Tour win. Also got to give a little shout out to our boy, Jordan Spieth, who was the college game day guest picker down there in Texas, where your frogs got the best of them in a very, very ugly game. It was nasty. It's a little cold weather, not the uh, optimal scoring conditions out there, but the boys just did what we do. Grinded out all the naysayers. We go in there, ranked fourth. We're touchdown dogs. You know, just complete disrespect for my guys, but we're used to it. And we, uh, we climb out of Austin. That was a big hurdle for the fellas. Uh, I'm going to stop. We don't, we do our picks of the week until they don't cover. I think I'm just going to keep picking them every single week. I do it on I the wouldn't. side anyway. So, I mean, until they lose, stop doing it. I had to exchange a couple texts with Jordan said, Hey, love you on game day. Hope we can still be friends. And he's like, yeah, rough, rough look for the boys down there. But that was Quinn Ewers and all, and all that hype and stuff, man. They, um, I think there's some questions being asked down there right now, but the frog train rolls on. It's good to hear he's texting texting you back after that little whoops you had with him back in the day. Yeah, that we, we've moved past that. We put that in the rear view. You know, every relationship goes through ups and downs. We've addressed it, and we've moved on. Okay. Well, I hope you celebrated with a nice big glass of Dewar's. Because what do Matthew Fitz, Cameron Smith, and Scotty Scheffler have in common with Dewar's four-time Master Blender of the Year, Stephanie McLeod? They're all at the top of their game. In Stephanie's case, that means creating the new Dewar's 12-year-old. Double-aged and first-fill bourbon cast, the new Dewar's 12 is smoother and richer with a profile full of fruit, vanilla, floral notes, and spice. It earned a 94-point rating from Whiskey Cast, a 93-point rating from Whiskey Advocate, and four stars from Paul Pocolet of the Spirit Journal. 
It's proof of what you can do when you're a true champion of your craft. Try it, enjoy it, and please drink responsibly. Give a little cheers, a little shout out to one of our newest members at Whisperock, Charles Barkley, and his partner, the Thunder, Dan Marley, put on maybe a bigger ass whipping than Tony Finau did to the member member at Whisperock. Won the overall net division with 86 Stableford points, which we believe that is a new record around Whisperock. Oh, Charles gets a lot of shit for his golf game. I didn't play with him this week, but everything I heard, it was pretty impressive. Obviously, it was. They got 86 points. That is a joke. Talk to uh, talk to Thunder and Chuck after. I was like, what the hell happened out there? That thing, I mean, this wasn't a fair fight. And Dan was like, dude, wasn't a fair fight. He's like, the first four holes we started out, so it's a scramble format on the first few shots, two shots, and then you alternate going in. He's like, you know, I'd hit, the, I'd hit the drive a lot of the time. I'd hit the green a lot of time. Charles made every single putt he looked at. We were making birdie. They got seven shots the first day, Cole. They gross birdied six of them. Yes. So it goes six to eagle, eagle, which is worth six points in this in the stable for format. We're playing. I'm like, yeah, pretty much pile up six eags in round one. Probably going to be tough to beat. So shout out to them. You go, you do go, Cole, you go in your first tournament as a member and just win in a landslide like that. It's a tough look. People can ask some questions. Afterwards, he was calling his buddies. He's like, you wouldn't believe this Whisperock place. They just <laughs> hand out money around here. This place is fantastic. <laughs> just shit players all over the place. Oh, all my over God. The place. Um, I cannot believe they won. But it was, give, it was cool to yeah, see. Yeah, they didn't just win. I mean, that thing was a landslide. Um, shout out to both of them. I saw you put a little story up, too. Like, Charles finally got one. Finally got a trophy. Yeah, it's a big he moment. Did. Big moment for the fella. Uh, my cool, my doers moment of the week, Cole, I think is right now because we're recording this early on Sunday night here. You got to leave town. So we're doing this a little bit early. You might be able to hear it in my voice yesterday, Colt. I was with you for a good part of it. Uh, long day. Not great for the health of the sleeves from member, member all day. You were there. There were shots being taken. We had a good time to say the least. I leave straight from there into Elton John, by the way, who shut the place down. 75 years old, by the way, still selling out arenas all over the place. Of course, I had to have my phone watching the TCU game. We were drinking very liberally uh, at that event as well and um, went into the late nights, and I'm ready to shut her down. So that's my moment of the week, sleeping. That's incredible. I bet that concert was fantastic. We had a time. We had a good time. I like it. Well, our guest this week is absolutely fantastic as well. We got the PGA Tour legend Camilo Vajegas joining us from down in Florida. Has some incredible stories. You're not going to want to miss the Tiger Woods story that comes up later on in the interview. Let's get to it. Here's Camilo Vajegas on Golf Subpar. Okay, you are all very familiar with our guest here today. He's a four-time winner on the PGA Tour, International President's Cup Captain's Assistant, May win the Tour de France in the future and has not had a carbohydrate in over two decades. Camilo Bajegas, how are you, dude? Damn, you got almost got everything right except the carb thing there. You got to eat carbs, man, if you're riding the bike. Gives you energy. See, I, I knew why, that. I don't, know why people, I don't know why people are so skeptical about, about carbs. I'm not. No, we're not. I'm not. Yeah, we're really <laughs> skeptical about anything. But hey, by the way, <laughs> we've known each other a long time, but we're getting old, man. You're, you're 40 now. I am 40. Can you believe that? It goes quick. It goes quick, man. I'm telling you, I tell these young kids because I remember 2004 playing my first events on tour and I'll get paired with a X or Y guy and I'll be like, hey, how many years have you been on tour? And the guys will be like, oh, I've been on tour for 
five, six years. I'm like, man, that's a long time. And then you get another guy. It's like, yeah, I've been on tour for 12 years. I'm like, man, how do you, how are you on tour for 12 years? And then you get the Jay Hass. Jay, how many years have you been on tour? Oh, I've been on tour for 24 years. And you're like, that's impossible. Well, here we are. It's, it's, it's 2022. We started in 2004. We've been on tour for a long time. And uh, yeah, all those young kids probably look at me and say, He's an old fucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got a little gray in the beard now, though, a little wisdom, yeah. you know? And yeah, oh yeah, man. At least you got that beautiful flow still on top of your head. <laughs> I got some. I still got some. Yeah, that ain't gone well, anywhere. Tell us a little about what's going covering. on. I, I see you're covering yours there, uh, Colt. I'm just pr- I'm promote, I'm promoting the pod, Camille. Yeah, I like it. Free advertisement. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about what's going on with the golf game. How are we doing? You playing on past champion status right now? Out on the PJ Tour. I am, man. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been it's been tough the last couple of years, to be honest. I mean, the game of golf has been great to me, but 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 nobody's immune from the ups and downs. And um, I keep working hard, man. I, I I love it. I enjoy the process. But um, but physically, I've been good. I had a little injury there for about a year and a half, and then and then and then it came a little family situation with losing our daughter Mia, which was which was which was tough. That was a tough emotional time in in life and and but i was very happy with the support from everybody i mean it was it's it's been unbelievable the the golfing family the non-golfing family the everybody's overwhelmed me with the with the support and and we're trying to get back we're trying to get back we're working hard and um and now we also have mia's miracles which is um yes we would love to have mia here with us but unfortunately we don't She's in a better place. It was a tough battle for her. She was very strong. And my wife, Maria, decided to get Mia's Miracles going. I had my foundation called Camilo Villegas Foundation. And uh, we quickly changed the name, changed the purpose, uh, the vision. And uh, she's been working hard. So we, we got a lot of great projects. And once again, the support has been unbelievable. So we have a little angel up there looking at us. And we're trying to get back and... Give some smiles and those people that are going through situations like like we went through are going to are going to be benefited from Mia's miracles, uh, my wife's work and everybody that supports uh, our foundation. And I know your events coming up here in a few weeks. Um, if people that are listening right now wanted to get involved and help out, how can they do that? Yeah, Mia's Miracles dot org is the is the website. And they have the Instagram too, which is uh, Mia's underscore miracles. And, and they, they can find a lot of information there. It's 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 become a priority for us. Uh, we do it with a lot of love, obviously. And it's it's very different because man, it's so it, it feels so good. It feels so right to give back. And uh, we work really hard. We've been very fortunate to do what we do for a living. We've been very fortunate to be successful doing what we do for a living. Uh, winning golf tournaments is is pretty cool, but this is a different feeling, and it's a it's a pretty special one. So yeah, anybody that, that wants to support our cause and everything that we're doing uh, in the U.S., everything that we're doing in in Colombia, and and bringing smiles to those in need, they can go on the website. They can make donations there, or they can uh, reach out if they need any other information, and 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 keep keep helping us uh, make others smile. The golf community is a small community, but it's such a supportive community. When when all this was going down, were you like blown away at the outpouring of support that you got from guys you've been playing against your whole career, and probably I assume a ton of people that you really haven't even had contact with on the golf course at any point? 
Absolutely. I'm going to be very honest with you. I had a love and hate relationship with my phone. Why? Because it was very, very, it got crazy there. It, was, it got very crazy. And, and there were times where I just hated my phone because there was so much in it. And I was trying to be there with our little, uh, little daughter Mia, but it was a love relationship with my phone because I knew the love that was be and the great energy that was being sent to us from all over the world and everybody. So every time I got to look, I got on the phone, I started looking at messages. I was overwhelmed and I hated it, but I loved it because I knew all the energy and all the, all the positive attitude and, 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 and good vibes that, that were being sent our way. Yeah, for sure. Um, like you said, you got, you got great support from all over for that. Um, and it's an incredible cause what you are doing. Hopefully people listening can go help. Before we get back to Camilo Vajegas, we have a special offer for you that goes all the way through the holidays. Head over to the golf.com pro shop, pick you out some birdie juice gear. And when you check out automatically 20% off, no code needed. Perfect in time for the holidays, 20% off at checkout golf.com pro shop, head over there now. But I want to go back to your earlier years a little bit growing up in Columbia. I know I talked to your golf coach buddy alexander from the university of florida don't worry he didn't give me any of the good good dirty stories or anything like that but he did tell me you were the most perfect student you were a coach's dream you went to all your classes but first off back up he he told me he had the best recruiting trip of his life when he came and saw you at the u.s junior in the finals i believe against hunter mayhan correct right he told me he got to play pine valley that week he got to go over and watch you and he signed you that week but he did say since you made it to the finals it cost him another half of a scholarship. He, he thought he was going to get you for a discount price, but then once you made it to the finals, you took it, took it all from him. Yeah, that was a great tournament. I mean, battling a hunter in York, Pennsylvania was was great. We had a we had a good good time, and obviously played against him for many years. Um, talking about Buddy, man, what a special individual in my life. I mean, the University of Florida was 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 great. Four years where I learned so much, and. Uh, it was pretty interesting because when I got there, it was very different coming from Colombia. I mean, being able to play golf and have an education, you don't get that in, in, in Colombia. So here I started seeing all the great opportunities, all those doors that started to open. And I and I try to I try to pick the right one. And I try to pick the one that was going to make me a better player, that was going to make me a better person, and that was going to help me accomplish my, my dreams, which were to play on the PGA Tour. And uh and and Buddy Alexander, very very knowledgeable coach, uh, old school, tough. But uh, man, if, if, if he 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 was on my side, he he really liked the way I was grinding, and I really liked the way and the stuff in his all the planning he had for us. There was no there was no stone unturned, and and I took advantage of that. Uh, I got in the gym, I got stronger. Um, I went to classes. I made sure my grades were good to to, to play golf. And um, man, four years later, I got my degree. Three times a uh, first team All American. So it was a successful college career. I really enjoyed it. I made a lot of friends. And once again, I learned so much from Buddy Alexander. I am not sure I would have been as successful on the PGA Tour if it wasn't because of those four years and and all the stuff I learned. I learned at University of Florida and from Buddy Alexander. You're such a kiss ass. Man, it sounds like he's trying to get another scholarship. <laughs> he's trying to go back, graduate degree. <laughs> By the way, oh. how, go ahead. <laughs> going to be a doctor? How much cooler does he say Columbia than us? A lot cooler. It's so, 
it's like, I was like, man, I wish I could say it like that. Yeah, everything everything sounds cooler. Was your did you were you like fluent? English was good when you came over. And you, and you spell Colombia because they misspell it here all the time. It's C O L O. Yeah, Colo. There we go. There we go. Talking to. We're very worldly here, Milo. Medellin or however you probably say it a lot cooler as well. I probably can't say that one. Medellin, yeah, great place, man. You guys gotta go there. I'm telling you, it's 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 pretty it's pretty cool. I miss it. I I, I get to spend about 10, 12 weeks a year in in Medellin, and I got my family there. But it's 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 a cool place, man. I've been to Bogota. I've never been. That's like my number one place I want to go. South America. They're in Australia. I've all my friends that have gone there played. You know the Corn Ferry events, or the, you know you got you know Latin America tour. They all come back like, dude, moving, moving down there. If only they had pretty women down there. Yeah, just a little. Yeah, there's a few. <laughs> Were you fluent, Camilo, when you came over and were going to Florida? I assume so because you you got good grades in, in business. But a lot of the international guys come over. That's like a pretty big hurdle going to college. No, I wasn't fluent. I mean, I was very lucky to go to a kind of bilingual school in in Colombia. And uh, so I had some professors that, that would teach classes in English, maybe about half the classes. But, you know, you don't practice speaking it. And um so when you don't practice, you're not good at it. So I, I was I was a slow reader when I when I got to school. So it took a little time, but uh, but and I, I I was cautious at first with the stuff I was saying. And then one day I just look at my teammates. I said, "Listen, guys, I'm gonna mess it up. Just just correct me, laugh, and just keep going. And I, I need to learn." So that's what I did. I just th- I started just throwing out whatever came to my head, and uh, and it got better quick. Hey guys, I'm gonna mess it up, but I'm also gonna be a first team All American. Yeah, so deal, with, deal with it, you losers. If you can shoot 68 every day, you can speak bad who are, too. Who are some of the other guys on your team while you're at Florida? Like some guys that made it. Well, guys that we won national championship my freshman year was which was pretty cool. That team was Nick Gillum that never got on tour, but he played a. Did Nick play Corn Ferry? I think he did play Corn Ferry one year. We had Camilo Benedetti from Colombia. Who played Corn Ferry Tour for many years, missed his PGA Tour card a few times by a shot or a position, finishing 26. And we had Bubba Dickerson, the one and only Bubba Dickerson. I got stories about Bubba, but Bubba, very talented, very talented golfer. Um, we had a guy from England called Ben Banks. And did I, is that five? Yeah, and myself. I, Bubba Dickerson, so, I remember when I first got out on the Corn Ferry, he played with these Callaway shovels. I mean, they were the biggest yeah. game improvement irons I've ever seen. I was like, I've never seen a good player play with irons like this. Mm-hmm. Very talented player. I mean, Bubba, Bubba, I was surprised he didn't play um, longer on the PGA Tour. But you had James Vargas. James Vargas was he, he was he was he was a good good player, and then just when he came to college, started going a little downhill. Jesse, Jesse Mudd, one, one of my best friends in college. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Mudd, lefty, strong guy, unbelievable hands, great short game. I learned so much about just around the greens and, and bunker play from him. And he was probably my 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 tightest friend in college. He's a good man. He has he has a big heart. He was a talented kid. Yeah. Who could throw up more weight in the gym, him or you? Oh, for sure, him. I mean, he's two hundred and he's country strong. Pounds. Yeah, country yeah. strong. <laughs> yeah, but look at those guns. Yeah, yeah I know that's different right kind there. of strong. They're both strong. Who are? I'm lean, man. I 
everybody says like, man, everybody, people, when they see me out, out, out on the street or something, it's like, man, I thought you were so much bigger. I'm, hey, I'm 155 pounds. I'm just lean. I don't know what it is, but maybe TV makes you look a little bigger. But no, I just, I just, I just, that's one thing. I mean, we can go back. So when I, when I came from Colombia, I don't recall drinking a full bottle of water. I mean, it was all Diet Coke and my nutrition wasn't great and 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 that's one of the areas that when I got to the University of Florida, I, I tried to take advantage and I started eating a little bit better. I started working out and I was one of the shortest guys on the golf team. And I, I quickly realized that if I wanted to play golf for a living and I wanted to play golf on the PGA Tour, I had to get I had to get more flexible, stronger and 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 better. And, and, and it became a lifestyle. So now just waking up and going for a sweat and going to the gym that's it's it just makes me happy man all right since we're on the topic like tiger's come out we've seen his workout back when tiger was at his peak right and it's like wake up at i don't know four in the morning run hit balls lift hit more balls lift some more then run what was your give me your workout regime on like when you were at your peak in terms of working out maybe you're still in it right now say you're saying he's not in his peak <laughs> Could be. Hey, listen, man. I, I I I train six days a week for sure. I mean, I, I the problem with me is 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 taking days off just because I enjoy it so much. It's 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 it makes me happy. It makes me it makes me feel good. So again, it, it just turns around. Okay, listen, you got to rest. So I love cycling. So now I've been riding. I don't ride as long as I was when I was injured with a shoulder, just because you got to be smart. I can't lose weight, and, and 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 it's just not great for golf. Once you, two hours, three hours on the bike, that's fine. But once you start going those long rides, a hundred mile rides, it just it just doesn't do good. You can't go to the range and, and hit ball. So I, I'm staying away from those. But I always lift too. I I, I lift I lift four or five times a week, more maybe four now that I'm forty. I mean I try to be a little bit smarter. But I'm always active. And then back in the day when we were working, uh, playing tournaments, it was it was yeah. You 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 lift uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you taper a little bit down toward the weekend. I remember walking in the gym and seeing VJ Singh and, and seeing Tiger, and those guys were always there pushing, and they were uh, with their trainers, and they were just kind of staying on it. So I, I learned from those guys. Yeah, and I, I similar. Mean, yeah, that's, that's exactly. the way we do it. Not at all. I mean, I never run into cold at the gym, but that's fine. <laughs> I got there before you and was finished before you got there. You bum, you sleeping in? No, that was no, that wasn't you. That was Tiger. Tiger couldn't sleep much, and and he, I remember going tournaments where you had to kind of sign in, and I would go and sign in at five forty-five, and all of a sudden Tiger Woods' name was already there, and he was in and out. So I'm like, man, what time did this guy get here? So yeah, sometimes he would show up to the gym at four in the morning. And by the time we got there, he was gone. Yeah. And Different. You, and you came out on tour kind of right in peak Tiger. I mean, early 2000s. You're living down there in South Florida. How much time do you spend with him? Not much. To be honest, I don't spend time with Tiger. I mean, Tiger uh, kind of keeps to himself a little bit. He has a few friends. I I got to play some practice rounds with him when I was uh, out on tour. So we did play a few practice rounds. They started getting a little bit closer to him and then... And then being very, very, very honest, and this might be a little controversial. Man, it just, I, I don't know what was the benefit. All eyes are on Tiger, and then you see the guys that are close to him, and then they get trapped from a media point of view to the Tiger life and the Tiger life. I just didn't want one of that. I wanted to be my own. And, and, and again, nothing against Tiger. It's just 
it's just being tiger. It's tough being tiger. I mean, people always talk about it. Man, I love to be tiger for for a day, maybe for a day, but it's not easy to be tiger. Can't go anywhere. Yeah, he's got his own orbit. And everything revolves yeah. around it. Wasn't VJ Singh like your guy when you're first coming out? Like he, if you want to call a guy like a mentor, wasn't that the guy that you leaned on? Absolutely. VJ was great to me. We had the same agent, Clark Jones. And uh, uh, VJ, I played a lot of practice work with him. VJ was great because whatever he was telling you, you knew he meant 100%. There was no bullshit on VJ. If he thought you were swinging one way or the other, he was telling you what he thought. There was no trying to trick you. There was no tricks. There was nothing. You played a practice round. We got, I remember playing a practice round in Flint, Michigan. We got to, I don't remember the hole. And it's a tight little golf course, tree line, whatever. And we get to this hole and he goes, listen, man, if you hit three wood, you aim at that little branch. And if you hit driver, you go over this little tree. And it was like that. It, it, and, and he meant it. Also, every time you ask him for 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 something, hey, listen, Beach, can you watch me hit a few bunker shots? There was a few times where I would be like, Beach, we've been in this bunker for forty five minutes. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kill all the grooves on my wedge. One more, Camilo. One more, Camilo. I said like, Beach, that's enough, man. I I feel good. One more, and we'll be there for ages. I remember Tampa. So Tampa, late, dark, the lights, they have the little golf channel, they stand there and uh, and we're hitting chips. And because the, the, the grain, the rough was a little funky, we ended up doing that. And then we're hitting like balls off the green from one side of the putting green to the other side of the putting green. And we're there for 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And, and he just kept going. The guy is a machine. He won't stop. I mean, you, from everything I've heard, yeah. you work as hard as anybody there is, no matter what. Whatever you put your mind to, you're going all in. VJ is a whole nother planet. Like, I mean, he requires his caddies 365 days a year. There's no days off for that man. Not at all. I mean, I, I do work hard, not even close to what VJ does. That's crazy. And Camilla, like people that know you well say you're a perfectionist. Like in everything you do, you're a perfectionist. When you get to golf, I think there's a happy medium there where that can be a great asset and it can also be bad do sometimes in golf do you wish like you weren't such a perfectionist we're like all right this is where i'm at right now this is perfect let's just stay here for a while absolutely i mean i've always said that the the, the learning curve goes up and then it kind of kind of kind of settles a little bit and then it starts going a little bit down and 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 that's from a knowledge point of view it's nice when you start learning 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 and, and you get better get better get better then you kind of settle down a little bit and there's a point where you know too much and 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 it's tricky because it translates to the mental side of the game. And I think that if we're going to talk about, hey, listen, why is Camilo Villegas not playing as good as, as, as he played in 2008, 2009, 2010? And it's a little bit of that. I mean, I, 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 I think I, I, I think I swing better. I think my short game is better. I think my putting stroke is better. But I think there's a little knowledge about understanding how tough the, the, it is to win on tour and how good everybody is and and all these other factors that translate to a little bit of a weaker mind that we constantly battle you lose a little bit of confidence here and there and that's what you're trying to regain it's not it's not that it's not that 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 you're not good physically at 40 i feel fine i hit it plenty far it's that being such a perfectionist sometimes can 
turn the corner and 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 make it negative. And and they say that I, I mean your strengths be, can become your weaknesses. And being a perfectionist has definitely got me to where I am and accomplished what I've accomplished. But yeah, there's times where I need to let go a bit, relax a little bit, have a drink and of course, everybody needs it. It's like the technology. Are you the guy that's like video every swing, draw all the lines, do this? Is that what you get caught up with? Because I've seen tons of good players, especially in college, when they get to, you know, they get better resources and all that, they become obsessed with it. No, not at all. I mean, I am a perfectionist with preparation and, and like like golf courses, yardage books, uh, making sure I know exactly where to go, how far it is, uh, rolling balls, hitting putts, all that stuff. But when it comes to trackman, you don't know how many times I've taken my trackman to golf tournaments and I get back and I say, why did I even pack this thing? It's so heavy. And and uh, no, I've never I've never been a, a kind of like technical guru and or or just just nutcase. I don't know. Tell me about your yardage book, because I heard it is ridiculously detailed. It is. It is. And I. And I love Mark Long. Mark Long does unbelievable yardage books on the golf on the PGA Tour, but and I have a great relationship with with him. But I wish his yardage books were not as good, to be honest, because it takes a little bit of my advantage. Because my yardage books since college days, my dad's an architect. Both mom and dad are architects, so I guess I guess that's kind of maybe where I get it from a little bit. And um, and yeah, my, a lot of my teammates used to copy my yardage books in college, and then uh, and then even even guys would look at my books on on, on the PGA Tour. And uh, but now Mark Long, man, I mean this technology they have, it's 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 so pure. I, when somebody tells me that there's something wrong in the yardage book, I, it's hard to believe because Mark Long doesn't make this, this no. They're they're fantastic. A lot of info. Talking to one of your old caddies, Brennan Little, he told me you have the you have the center line of every fairway. In, 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 on every hole, and then you would hit approach shots, and you would have putts written down from the years past. You'd be walking, and be like, "Butchie, this putt's left edge," and you're a hundred yards from the green. Yeah, that's true. But I a lot of them. I do a lot of them. And uh, but 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 did Brett tell you that that the middle of the fairways was actually something he taught me? He did not. So yeah, that's something he taught me, and I think he used to do it with Ben Crane. And uh, it's it's it works great because it takes your mind off all this stuff around. So obviously, in order to get that point, we need to create a straight line. So we get three points to create that straight line, and we say, okay, the middle of the fairway at 250 yards is X, and the middle of the fairway at 270, and the middle of the fairway at 300. So you know, if you're gonna hit different clubs or the wind is different, you have a, a few options. But then you get there and you know exactly where the middle of that fairway is and where you want to finish it. So I only needed two. It points. helps. I didn't need that three hundred. No, I, I didn't need that yeah, three hundred. Yeah, two sixty eight. Well, you do need you do need the three points because if you go two, then somebody needs to be looking in the distance to see what's going to be your target. So you get the T box here. You get the T box here. You get the middle at two fifty here. But then whoever's standing here needs to keep looking and say, okay, the middle at that at the two fifty is the left limb on the big tree but you do need the three bro okay yeah so okay. i'll take your word for while it. we're getting into all this yardage book stuff i think the listeners would find it interesting all right you said you used to you used to jot your putts right you used to mark your putts down let's say you had a putt in 2018 on a certain hole from 15 feet okay boom you hit it how do you mark that down so you know next year in 2019 like if you're in the same how, how is that advantageous to you i think people would find that interesting 
Well, obviously you're going with the, you're going with what you see, but it's it's great. The, the, the pin placements on the PGA Tour don't change too much. I mean, they're one or two yards apart. Obviously, when the greens books came out, now they're banned. You kind of stopped doing that because because technology got so good, and uh, and you had all these arrows, and then you had the the little towers that tell you exactly where the whole location is. So now the rules officials are are not even pacing them. They go and put a bottle, make it get on the radio. I said, hey, on hole six, where's the where's the can? And they say, oh, it's 11 and three from the right so they they didn't mess it up so at this point you stop doing a little bit of that because you had the technology but before that or now you just make lines and, and you gotta be very careful in what they what angle it is so let's say let's say there's a pin that's a seven and four and i'm gonna hit putts on a practice round i put a t i'll hit seven and four and i hit on on the on on just straight from the middle of the fairway Straight this way, straight this way. So everything on, on, on 90 degrees angles. So I know exactly where I hit the putt from. That's that's the main thing. It's knowing where you hit the putt from, putting it on the yardage book. So when you get there, you kind of know the tendency of the putt. And then you go with the field, obviously. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a it, lot it's, of work. It's a lot of work. And I also heard, not involved in golf, but you might have over a million spreadsheets in your computer full of different information. Is this true or false? Yeah, there's a few. <laughs> like, what kind of stuff are you keeping on spreadsheets? Everything, man. Excel is good. Your whole like, yeah, give us it. Like, I I have a life and I have zero spreadsheets. So what's all going in your? I don't even have a. Computer. I don't even know how to do Excel, by the way. So. Hey, every time there's a capital call in, in on, on an investment, I plot it on a spreadsheet. Okay, that's oh, on okay. there. Fair. All right. Every time there's a distribution, it's on the spreadsheet. So I just enjoy it. I get that one from my mom. My mom is. My mom is pretty detail oriented, and um, and she, uh, you don't question, you don't question her. She, she, she's right because she's put it down. She has on the computer, and then she goes and checks it. And so it's there's no questions to be asked. And she goes, "Here you go. Shut up. I told you I'm right. I jotted this down eight years yeah. ago." I feel like we have a lot in common, <laughs> you and I, Camilo. We operate on the same level. <laughs> Give me. I feel like this scales out to everything in your life. So are you the type of guy, like when you go on a trip for golf or whatever, you're like, these are my Tuesday socks. These are my Wednesday socks. This is my, my Thursday stuff. Is it all like, is it that meticulous when you're like packing? Cause I have friends that are like that. And I'm like, Oh my God, how do you do this? Man, I, I I've been through stages and, and, and that was probably me at the beginning of my career. I mean, I've had a really long relationship with Jay Lindeberg and, um, and, um, and we used to we, we've been on on every end of the spectrum. I mean, we've been on the on the on the colorful side, early days, crazy. And now, if you watch me play golf, I'm either wearing all black or all white. So it's pretty easy now to do the packing. And and people actually joke and said, "Oh, let me guess, what are you wearing tomorrow? All white. Oh, what are you wearing tomorrow? All white." So that came actually. The old white, if you go back to when I won the golf tournaments on the PGA Tour, I I was wearing all white in a few of them, maybe three of them. If I'm not, yeah, three of them. And and then when we were in the hospital in Miami with, with, with Mia, and I decided to go play a Corn Ferry Tour event in Jacksonville. So So every time we went to the hospital, we were there for five months, we didn't like wearing dark colors. 
that was that was Maria, my wife's gig. She said, "Hey, I like I like light colors. They just feel right. They feel better. They feel more happy." And um, and when I got to start packing for that corn fairy event, I said, "You know what? I'm just gonna wear all white this week." And uh, kind of stuck. I like it. So it's a little bit of 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 it's a little bit of in honor to my little angel up there. You look much. On a joking note, you look much better in it than I do. <laughs> but um, we got to talk a little bit about the Spider-Man because, I mean, that's what I think early on in your career, everybody knew you for. First off, how did you come up with it? Second of all, I'm not doing it because I'll hurt myself. And did you rip any pairs of pants doing this motion? Absolutely. I ripped a few pairs of pants. And and um, I, I, I'll tell you a good one from um, Hilton Head. So... 2005 Corn Ferry Tour, I wasn't putting great. And um, I always like when the green was kind of elevated and you can hop, you can get yourself in a bunker and you see the line like so good or or, or just off the green. And and I have like a 10, 15 footer and I started getting lower, lower, lower. I'm not even thinking about what I'm doing. And I ended up somewhat in that position and I made a 15 footer and a couple holes later, I have a putt that's very, very straight. So I'm like, man, let's let's get lower again. Let's see this. Let's let's check this putt out. And I I started getting lower and I ended up in that position. I made the putt again. So people think it was something that I thought about to do it, and it wasn't. It just came natural. Uh, I made a few putts. I used it on very very straight putts. And then to be honest, uh, when my agent Clark Jones saw, he said, "Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. <laughs> this could work out well for us." <laughs> Did you ever have anywhere you on like you get in the slippery like dormant Bermuda greens where you go to put you pick your ball up and the putter slides? You ever have any oopsies and just fall? Uh, uh, I don't remember, but I but let's go back to the to the ripped pants. So rip some pants on Hilton Head. Good thing we're staying. I mean, Hilton had everything so close there, so we're staying there just just two hundred yards from the golf course, and but the, but but it's it's ripped. So uh, my wife's walking. She goes back to the thing, bring me some pants, and I'm like, I roll into the, somebody's house. They freaking open. Hey, hey, what happened? Boom! All the pants are ripped. Change pants, just like new. Come on, let's keep it going. Tom Kim. Looking up to you, maybe Tom paying Kim. homage to you at the President's Cup. This is this shout out to my guy Camillo. Tom Kim, man, let me tell you something. We can we can we can talk about President's Cup. It was top five weeks in my professional career. Wow, I enjoyed it so much. Trevor Immelman was unbelievable. I mean, it, it, very very inspirational. It was an honor for me to be part of that team young team dealing with all the controversy and, and 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 things that the international team had to deal with before the event and uh, getting there getting to getting off to a terrible start on, on on Thursday and Friday and then watching those boys battle and the team energy and everything that happened that week was 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 awesome and um I think the only thing the international team didn't win was the cup. Other than that, they won a lot of fans. They won a lot of experience. They, the team got close together. And they won the they, respect they, of the United States team. Absolutely. And we talked about it. And I mean, I saw you on the, uh, afterwards on the, on the party and, uh, and uh, we got them nervous there for a little bit. 
I think the 17 and a half to 12 and a half doesn't really reflect how close it got for a, for a little bit. And uh, but again, it was it was by far one of the one of the best weeks of my life as a professional golfer, not swinging a golf club. Uh, Tom came. That kid was very special. I had a chance to walk with him a lot of the holes. We connected really good. He connected great with everybody, but I connected good with him. And I had a chance to go out there and I was amazed how much I was able to push him to the point where I, I got nervous at times. And I look at Joe and I said, Joe, am I pushing him too much? He goes, no, keep pushing him. So let's go back to Saturday. Saturday, he plays in the morning and he plays with Siwoo. No, sorry. He plays with KH. He's playing KH and him, and him against the, against the Scotty and Sam Burns. And we get going, we get going. They're playing good here and there. They're down. Then they get a little bit closer. And then in the back side, I in the back nine, I, I, I go like, Tom, you have a chance to be number one in the world. Are you up for it? And he goes, hell yeah. Come on, let's do it. And I kept pushing him and pushing him. But when I say pushing him, it's like you would make most players nervous with the stuff I was telling this kid. And every time I'm telling him something like that, he's coming back to me with so much energy that I'm like, that's fine. I guess I'll keep going. They go and win that match. So we go in there. It's a quick turnaround. We go in there. We eat something. We get the draw. Who is he playing? Patrick Canley and Sander. Probably, I mean, I'm going to say one of the best U.S. team couples ever. Uh, I don't know that those guys have lost many matches playing together. And uh, I look at Tom. I said, Tom, this morning was pretty special, but your day's not over. He goes, what do you mean? He said, well, you got a chance now. You want to make this a historic day for you? You got to win this match. So sure enough, in the afternoon, I go out there. I'm walking with him, and I keep pushing, 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 pushing. And he was up for it, man. And then... The, the the two iron he hit on the last hole was very very special, very special, especially with what happened, which was pretty it was pretty interesting. So I'm there with Trevor right next to him, but before we get to the ball, I see JT. JT's been hanging around Tiger way too much, which is fine. So anyway, JT goes and he goes right like about 15 yards behind Tom Kim and he parks his cart right there and he starts calling the other. American uh, teammates and they all park their cars and all of a sudden Tom Kim is hitting two iron. I think Sam Burns is hitting nine iron or eight iron. And here we go. Boom. Every American cart right there. And uh, and it was pretty cool to watch him pull that one off. He knew it though too, because after yeah, he, he brought it up. It, he's like, I turned around and I saw the entire American team behind me and I just knew I had to hit a good shot. And that's one of the best yeah. iron shots he'll probably ever hit in his career, considering the moment. We do, before next year's president or the year after President's Cup, we got to work on the celebrations a little bit. The, him and Siwoo jumping up and down and the hugging, we got to work on that a little bit. Hey, but there were some good ones there. I mean, that hat throw wasn't bad. The hat throw and, was and, this is what I told, and this is what I told. I mean, it's, it's because I had a chance to walk um I had a chance to walk uh, another match with him and uh, Sander and he lost with Sandra and Cantley, maybe the first or second day. But there he gave Tom Kim throws a celebration on the fifth on the 14th hole and this and that. He's so excited. And 
and and and and and Sander and Patrick are laughing about the celebrity. They're, he, I mean, they're gonna lose that match. And um, and I look at uh, Sander and said, "Hey, was that fist bump to to win the match from Tom?" And we're laughing, joking about it because. But I said, "Listen, he's twenty years old. That's what he wants. He wants to celebrate. He wants to be here. That's so. So it it was it was pretty special." Looking back, do you wish that y'all would have put Tom out earlier? on Sunday, just because of, he had the crowd behind him. I mean, the crowd absolutely loved Tom Kim. I, I would have bet my life he would have gone out first or second. And he didn't go out till 10th against Maxwell. I know y'all had y'all's whole plan with analytics and everything, but just looking back as an entertainment perspective, do you wish you would have put him out a little earlier? Yes and no, or no and yes, because we wanted Siwoo to play JT. Is there, got uh, it. Do you want to give us a yeah, reason is why? There, is there <laughs> rationale behind that? No, I think Siwu was the right guy to play JT. I mean, we've seen, we've like I told you, I mean, JT's been hanging around Tiger a little too much, which is fine. But we've seen JT at this at this team events and and how how excited he gets and how crazy he gets and 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 and, and I mean, JT's a stud, and we felt like Siwu was the guy that could be playing against him and never just get intimidated. So it was very interesting doing that draw. I mean, doing the, doing the first few days, the teams, it's, it, it's easier. But when you have 12 guys and you got to pair them, it's not as easy. I mean, you're going to, you're going to, you're, you're going to get some that you win, some that you lose. And yes, we had a lot of analytics and a lot of stuff. And I think our, our, our overall matchups, came out good obviously after the fact you wish maybe tom would have been a little bit early because i walked with him he was like three up on that match and then i said like hey i need to go support some other guys thinking that he was doing okay and then i left him and then he started to realize that maybe we were not gonna win and then he lost a little bit of energy and maybe he was a little bit tired and he ended up losing that match so but again it's very very easy to look back on the rearview mirror it's it's I think I think everything that came out that week was was solid other than the fact that the first two days uh, the American team really, really outputted us. If you look back at it, you know, you mentioned the score wasn't as close as it was 17 and a half, 12 and a half. I mean, there was I think seven matches went to 18. I mean, you flip a few of those. It's right there. But going forward, I mean, going forward, you know, there's all this talk like, should we change the President's Cup? Should we change the format to make it more competitive? I mean, I think y'all are starting to get in a pretty good spot right now with all these young kids up and coming. I think I, I, I wasn't part of the Australian team when, when they played in Australia. Um, but I heard it was very special. I think I heard Ernie did a great job. And and again, I, I, I had a chance to be next to Trevor there when he named me assistant captain, which again was an honor for me. And and to watch him work and to watch him his attention to detail – and to watch him try to get this team united and excited and uh, was pretty cool to 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 be there with Scotty on his tenth uh, Presidents Cup to watch him interact with his younger kids, motivate him, tell them stories was was awesome. To have Tom Kim is, is speaking perfect English and and helping us make a nice bridge to the Korean culture and 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 and. and and those guys are funny. I'm telling you, those Koreans are, they're great. We just, we just don't know their side, but when it was, 
we made it. We did a trip. We did a trip uh, Monday, Tuesday after Tour Championship. And that was one of my purposes. My purposes was was to hang around the Koreans more because you know, I mean, you got KJ here and K, and they, he wants to. They they go together. They they hang together. And and I'm like, you know what, man, I'm just gonna dig in there and I'm gonna go have noodles with them. And so one day we go and have this huge meal, huge meal at this uh, one of Trevor's uh, best friends at the house, and they have steak, they have everything. We get back to the hotel. So we want to talk a little bit strategy. We want to have a, a drink. So we all go upstairs and all of a sudden here comes uh, all the Korean guys with some bags. And I'm like, what are you guys going to do? And he goes, oh, we're hungry. And I'm like, you guys are hungry? What do you mean? We just ate so much food. Oh, yeah, yeah. We need more food. We got some noodles. So I guess they Uber eat some noodles. They get there. And then I go and sit down with them, talking, talking crap with them. And then Tom King goes like, Camilo, have you ever had some of these noodles? I said, yeah, I have had some of these noodles. He goes, but they haven't been prepared by a Korean. Let me prepare you some noodles. So I sit there and we have noodles with those guys. And again, that 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 was great in terms of the President's Cup. It was getting to know those guys a little bit better, being able to pair them with 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 different guys from different parts of the world, perform well, and uh, and just. That 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 international team atmosphere was pretty special this year. Yeah, it looked like that. And Tom Kim ended up being like kind of the quote unquote leader, I guess, of that team via his play, right? Because he was playing, he was kind of the the you know firecracker for the internationals. Was he that leader in the locker room, like from day one, or did he kind of work his way into that, being that he was winning some points? He was so excited to be there. He was he was like a very good professional twenty year old. So he would go to the locker. He'd come with a set of headphones. I don't have no clue what he was listening. He get. We had these locker rooms that looked like kind of football um, locker rooms, all open. And he gets there and he's freaking singing. And he's jumping and he's got. I don't know what he's got going on. He's getting just. He's he's just getting pumped. And um, and uh, yeah, that was that was him. Good energy all week. Yeah, he's a stud. Who would you say just quickly? Who was the MVP of the after party? Because first off, the internationals blew away the Americans in the after party, no doubt about that. But who would you say put on we the best cool, show? We had a cool team room. Once again, Trevor did a good job. We had a DJ there the whole week. DJ the whole week. We had some nice couches, this that. We got a bar open all week. It was it was it was pretty cool. And then and then sure enough, a party comes and and that's where we ended up hanging all of us and. Um, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't me or you, uh, Cole. Sanjay but, looked but like he's in the runnings. Sanjay was good. Sanjay was unbelievable. But you know what's the very, you know what's very interesting? How can you get out there and dance like that without having one drink? I can't do it. No chance. Those guys don't drink. No. So we had a little thing going with this little, this tiny little cup, and we have a little champagne in it, and just just taking little, just little sips like this. So now we 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 we're like, okay, Tom, you need it's, it's your turn. And Tom came goes and looks at this thing and goes, I've never had a drink, and he just keeps staring at it. He's like, you want to taste it? And he goes like, I don't think I can do this. And it was we were, we were laughing, man. It was it was it was great. It was a great time. Not only that, we had him on like the following week, and he said that was his first ever party. Mm-hmm. 
Not, yeah, it was the first party he's attended. So yeah, you're not gonna do a lot of drinking, I guess, if you ain't partying. And he's 20, so of course he's a law-abiding, law-abiding guy. That explains he's it. Maybe shooter. we need to take him to Colombia. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know if he's ready for that. All right, no. we got to get to the E9 before we run out of time here. Camilo, we do this with everyone. Nine fun questions. Hey, hey, hey wait, wait. What? I gotta tell you a tiger story. Dude. Oh, then share There's the tiger a... story. Oh, yes, go. Of course. We don't. We don't like tiger stories. Nobody right. likes those here. I know. I mean, I've I've listened to your podcast here, here and there, and 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 there's always somebody telling tiger stories. But but I got a good one. So I'm with IMG, and uh, 2008, they tell me, hey, uh, you want to play the skins game in Thailand? And I'm like, well, I'm gonna be playing Bahrain the week before, and then I go to Perth, Australia, the following week. How am I gonna get this freaking Monday skins game in Thailand? I, I, I can't connect the connect the dots. He goes, well, Paul Casey's playing in Bahrain, and maybe we can get a plane for you to take you to to Thailand, and and then and then what? How am I gonna get from from um, from Thailand to Perth? Is well, Tiger's playing the skins game, and Tiger's playing Perth. Maybe we can get you on the plane with Tiger. And uh, well, if that's the case, I'm in. I'm playing skins game. So sure, we play Bahrain, we get to Thailand, we we have a long day in Thailand, we finish and then kind of, I think it was almost midnight, we hop on Tiger's plane, now we're heading to Perth. So we got on the plane and I'm tired, man, all I want to do is sleep. And Tiger's like, hey, this this lady comes, oh, hey guys, what are you going to drink? I'm worried there with Tiny and Stevie. Hey, what do you guys want to drink? And I said, well, I'll take a water. And Tiger looks at me and he gives me this look and goes like, dude. You just won the skins game. Come on, don't be a wuss. Have a little freaking uh, wine or whatever with me. So, sure enough, I said, "Hey, bring me a glass of red wine." So they bring me this big glass of red wine. We turn around, we're talking this that story back and forth, and sure enough, the plane's gonna take off. I asked for water, and I forgot the wine, and we start going like this, and all I can hear is click. I look to my right, and there's red wine flying everywhere. Tiger's to my left. He looks and he goes, nice. And I'm like, I start sweating, dude. I'm sweating here. I'm seeing this. I'm, 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 I'm sweating. So finally, we take off. We level a little bit. This lady comes with wine out, and she's going to start cleaning. And I said, no, 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 no. You're not going to clean that. I'm going to clean that. Let me see. Let me have that. I'm on the floor for about 40 minutes, dude trying to get this thing out it's side panel it's it's the chair it's the carpet and sure enough this is not coming out so finally i turn around look at tag i said bro just send this thing to clean send me the bill so sure enough we keep going boom about a month later i asked hey steiny did they clean that plane oh yeah yeah yeah, whatever and then another month later i go steiny they clean that plane i said well it's not coming out and but so about three, four months later, I get to Tiger's event. So we're in Sherwood Country Club. And I get there and uh, I open my locker. And I have a little envelope there. And I'm like, hmm, what's this? Open the thing. Sure enough, from ETW to Camilo Villegas, attention to my financial guy, blah, blah, blah. Invoice cleaning of the plane, 25000 And I'm like, I wonder if they're messing with me. I keep asking Steiny if this... Transfer the funds, following bank account, boom, 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 information and everything. A day goes by and I don't see Tiger. And then sure enough, like I told you early today, earlier today, I said like 6, 6.15 a.m. I'm walking down to the gym. Who's coming up? 
Tiger. Elevator opens and I see Tiger and I don't know how in the world I came up with this. But I look at Tiger, I said, hey, T, I got that invoice in the in the locker and I'm having some problems. He goes, what do you mean? I said, yeah, man, I, I couldn't transfer the funds. And then I finally pick up the phone. I call this lady at your bank and um, and I said, listen, I need to transfer the 25,000 to this bank account. And the lady just goes, sorry, Camilo, that bank account is full. You can't fit a penny in there. And I can see Tiger's face. And honestly, to this day, one, I don't know if he thought it was funny. And two, that was the last time I've been on that plate. <laughs> That's good. It's this full. Account is yeah, full. it's at capacity, dude. Can't get another penny in there. Don't just buy a new plane, dude. That is incredible. That's an expensive glass of wine. That's a... By the way, I'm that sure it was. that uh, skins game, I believe, was at Amata Spring over in Thailand. I was just there. Saw your beautiful mug in the clubhouse there. Still got it up. There you go. Yeah, you're still nice. there. There you go. That's Good. a cool place. That's a great story. Yeah, that is great awesome. story. All right, let's get to the <laughs> E9. We uh, we asked this to everyone, Camilo. You, uh, you can be anyone else other than yourself for a day, dead or alive. Who would you be? Oh, man. Oh, I guess everybody wants to be somebody famous or somebody that's been very successful, this and that. And you're both us. I think I'm gonna switch it. I'm gonna switch it. I'm gonna. I, I, I want to be a kid again, man. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna be like five year old, where there's no worries, there's no nothing. You don't really know exactly how this world works, and it's all naiveness and just happiness. And that'll be cool. And it goes back to what we talk about. I mean, maybe knowing a little bit too much. Right. I but like I that. That's a son. thoughtful. Son, that's a thoughtful answer. My son is is eleven months, and 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 trust me, I look at him, and and he goes in the gym with me, and and there's zero worries in that little kid's mind. Yeah, that's, that's an cool. enviable position. That's a good answer. That's th we've had anything from we get Tiger a lot. We've also had Jesus, I think. So that's the spectrum. Those two might actually be close to one another on the spectrum. But uh, all right, next question. I know you're a big shoe guy too, big fashion, but big into the shoes. If you if you could, if you got to go into your house and you can only come out with one pair, the rest are gone. What's the number one pair of shoes for Camilo? Oof. J one slow, and this is this is actually interesting but I, I have a special pair that i was wearing the day we lost a our little daughter and it was like kind of somewhat rainbow colors and and she loved all that stuff and now that's kind of where the foundation and the rainbows on the foundation came about and that would be that would be my pair all right next one 2006 you won sexiest man on the pga tour mm. do you think if harry higgs had already turned professional he would have stolen that crown from you absolutely man i love harry who doesn't love harry <laughs> uh, if you're gonna lose to anyone losing to harry not at all that bad yeah i'm fine with that i don't think they vote on that anymore guys get too sensitive yeah you can't even do that it's like offensive yeah I know. it's offensive now to be sexy that's why i had to quit the game um all right here you go camilla if you had to give up you had to give up one of these things for an entire year but money did not factor does not factor into the equation okay which would you rather give up Playing golf or riding your bike? I'll give up riding my bike. Uh, the game of golf. It, it, no, not really. I mean, a lot of people think a little bit like that just because I'm so passionate about the about the about the cycling. But to be honest, hey, I'm so grateful for the game of golf. The game of golf has given me so many things. I love the game of golf. I love having something else to do and another passion. But 
hey, golf will golf will golf will always be number one. Interesting. Sometimes you play it long enough, it becomes work. And I see you on that bike, you're a big deal on that bike. Yeah. I, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's love for the game. All right. Next one. True or false, your junior year at Florida, you got so swole in your upper body, they barred you from lifting weights your junior year. No. False. Coach lied to me. There you go. We got shit sources. He wanted me to slow down, but uh, he wanted me to slow down. I did. I was doing double sessions. I was going in the morning without the team. I was going in the afternoon with the team. And 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 it, it's funny when you start seeing benefit on 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 that fitness. I was starting to hit it farther, and I was getting better. And I so he did wanted me to slow down, but I, I snuck around. First team All American, first team All American, and third your junior year. It's because you got too <laughs> bulky, so we had to kick him out of the gym for a little while. No, no. Hey, listen. I, I won twice that third year. And I got third team All American, so 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 I I don't know who was giving the awards that year. I was not very the most consistent guy, but I came back the fourth year with first team All American. So, yeah, that's, junior year was shit. Let's be all these committees in college are trash. I would have put you first. Um, all right, get back to the a little fashion question. You've been, I would say, a fashion leader on the PGA Tour ever since you came out. Give me one guy right now that you think has the best style on tour. Oh. Right now. Oh, He's man. gotten better. He has gotten a lot better. Dress good. I like clean look, man. I, you know what? I think I think not not talking about 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 Jay Lindenborough. I like what uh, I like what Grayson is doing with their clean looks. So guys that wear Grayson look look pretty good when they wear it clean. Harry Higgs wears Grayson. I'd be sexiest he, he and best dressed. That wouldn't be fair. That wouldn't be fair. All right, next one. What is a bigger number, your putts per green in regulation or your body fat percentage? What's a bigger number? Oh, really? Is that a question? I don't know. How's your putter been lately? Yeah, it depends how you're rolling it, dude. Get up to Listen, three, it's a toss-up, I think. I can putt the best I ever putt, and the body fat will still be lower than the putts per green regulation. What are you? What is the body fat percentage? I don't know. I don't do it as like I used to, but I don't know. Okay. At, at your, your best. I, I would say at your lowest. Yeah. Uh, mid force. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. That was that was but that wasn't healthy. Those are those are those that that was that wasn't that wasn't healthy. I mean that was kind of somewhere in college there and 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 again those obsessions are what make you good to a point only when you, if you realize that that you gotta ease up a little bit on the obsessions i mean to play to be a professional athlete you gotta you gotta be somewhat crazy you gotta have something you gotta have something wrong with you you gotta be obsessive you gotta be uh, crazy you gotta have all these characteristics that are gonna get you there but you gotta manage them too so Mid fours, huh? Wow, doesn't seem sustainable. That's, that's about right here, this little finger. <laughs> see this little, <laughs> see this little, little fella. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> All right, uh, last one for me, Camilla. How many pro ams have you played in your life where someone in the group did not attempt to do the Spider Man and then be like, "Hey, look at me, Camilla." Uh, that's a good question. 
I still take pictures, man. I'm telling you, I get a prom group and they say, listen, I haven't seen you do the, the Spider-Man all day. Can we take a picture? I said, sure, let's do it. We'll still do it here and there. And then they do it and they're like, am I the first guy? You ever seen this? <laughs> ever seen this little no. joke I got? Yeah, it's good. All right, last one. You're going to take every dollar you have. You have to wager this on who is going to have the higher SAT score. You, and you have to pick one side. You got Matt Every or you got Billy Horschel. Who are you putting your money on? Mm. Oh, my God. Uh, well, Billy tries to sound pretty smart, but but Matt, Matt is smarter than people think. So, you going with Matt? <laughs> Feels like a Matt. <laughs> I mean, Billy might get mad, but I'm going to go with Matt. Okay, sorry, Billy Ho. That's all right. If yeah. you combine their two scores, do they get into Harvard? Mm. Negative. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's Boston College. Awesome. All right. Well, Camilo, man, we really appreciate it, as always. And everyone out there that's listening, Mia, miasmiracles.org. Go out there, donate, help out a great cause. But Camilo, really appreciate it, man. That was fun. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, man. We'll do it again. We'll yeah. See you, bud. All right. That was Camilo Vajegas joining us on Golf Sub Bar. How about the Tiger Woods story? Tiger, I don't want to drink. What are you drinking? Well, shit. It just cost me $25,000. I want to know if he was ever, if he ever took it or if he was just fucking with him. I just love that what Camilo said, he called the bank lady. She goes, we can't move that money. That account's full. That's good. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, we, can, we cannot take any more deposits. This one's maxed out. Luckily, he's got five of them, though. Yeah. He's got five of them. One of them's got room. And on a serious note, though, what his family has gone through with the, the yeah. loss of their, their young daughter... If, if you're out there and you have the ability to help, um, Mia's, miasmiracles.org, you can go donate anything, man. It's, it's a great cause. Uh, I feel so bad for him. He's such a great dude, him and his wife, Maria, to have to go through that. I can't imagine going through that. It's just so tragic. As a, as a guy that's got two little girls now, the thought of that happening, I don't, I, there's not another thing in the world that could be possibly as bad as that. And, to, and Camilo, like a testament to Camilo, the way he's handled it. Like, I haven't seen it all, but I've read his interviews. I've seen his interviews, you know, as he was going through it. And I was like, I cannot imagine handling it as well as he has. And now he's turned it into something positive too with me as miracles. So yeah, absolutely. If, if you're able to support that, it's um, that's about as good of a cause as there is out there in the world. For sure. Really enjoyed Camila. It was so cool to, you know, hear his, about his experience at the president's cup, being an assistant captain saying it was one of the best weeks of his golfing life. Like how much fun he had, you know, obviously getting to know Tom Kim, yeah. seeing that little guy's energy going out there. And they put on a show there at Quail Hollow. I, I, I'm excited for the President's Cup going forward. I think this yeah. thing's going to continue to get better and better and be more and more competitive. I don't want to, like, over-harp on the, the you know, meaning of having one guy on that team, but everyone we've talked to, I feel like the energy of Tom Kim was, like, infectious in that international team room and people, like, rallied behind that, especially for such a young kid and a rookie. That's – um. That's crazy impressive. Also, one last thing I thought was pretty cool about Camilo, like Colt, you were out there, you were with him on the range a ton of ton of places. But when I've asked questions like, who's the hardest worker? Who's one of the guys that you think works the hardest on their game at tournaments, away from tournaments, all that? Camilo is a name that always came up, like one of a few guys. And then when he talks about being a young guy and BJ Singh was kind of his mentor and he speaks on his work, like I couldn't even, he's like, all right, dude, I got it. We're hitting bunker shots. Like, let's be done. I just yep. feel like the, all the VJ tales you hear in the stories about how hard he grinded, like they're, they're true. 100%. But that was a lot of fun with Camilo. And the good news keeps coming, Sleaze. We got a new sponsor joining us. 
Yes, we do. And just in time for the holidays, shout out to the boys over at LinkSoul. They are coming aboard. And that is not only good news for us, good news for everyone, too, because if you're familiar with LinkSoul, you know their gear. It's laid back. It's casual, cold. It's You can wear it on the golf course. You can wear it, you know, to drinks, to the bar, to dinner, whatever you want. It's the latest creation from the co-founders, John Ashworth, Jeff Cunningham. They got a really cool deal coming up. A, just go to LinkSoul.com. Sign up to get their emails, their texts, all that for early access to everything going on during the holiday season, but they got a two-man tournament cult that these guys put on that I've heard are unbelievable. They put them around the, the country, and they've been good enough to us that they are going to offer a giveaway or a team entry for two people, two subpar listeners. It's going to be down at Streamsong, which is one of the best places in the country, awesome resort from everyone I've talked to. So two guys are going to have an option, or ladies, to go play in the two-man the two event down there, which is, which is sweet. There's some big hitters, and it's, it's a really fun tournament. Yes, that is going to be awesome. I'm very jealous to whoever wins that. But you do got to go pick up some LinkSoul. The stuff is awesome. You look great on the course or off the course. LinkSoul.com. Cole, you want to hear the best thing about what they do in this too, man? I think it's the second day of the event. I was talking uh, with Hank Ashworth uh, this past week. He's like, yeah, we purposely don't tee off anyone before noon the second day. Genius. To allow, you know, the night before, you're going to have a bit of a time. You know what I mean? And they they get it. So like 12 o'clock, first tee time. That was beautiful. I like that a lot. All right, let's get to some gambling. We're going to put our golf picks out later on in the week because it's Sunday night and the odds aren't out yet. But we do got some football. You have been on an absolute heater. Your frogs are riding high, looking mm. good for a chance to get in that college football playoffs. They keep on winning. They got the Baylor Bears this weekend. Got the Baylor Bears. I'll go ahead and just get mine out of the way. I told you earlier, I'm done not picking them every single time. You got to ride or toast your bucks yet, and they ain't bucking Right now, I'm going TCU minus two and a half in Baylor against the Bears, or excuse me, at Baylor uh, against the boys from Waco. So I'm going to keep riding them. Coming off an L with Alabama, like I said, I was hoping we'd get the pissed off Alabama. We didn't quite get it, didn't cover, so I got to come back correct, uh, get back hot again. Who you got? All right. Big game, number three, Michigan, is at home against Illinois. Illinois is catching 17 and a half. I don't think they're as bad as people think they are. I like them getting that many many points in, in the big house 17 and a half illinois illini love that throw a little dog in the mix we're heavy faves i feel like on this show so throw throw a little dog into the mix there you know what i mean for sure you gotta gotta take the points sometimes love it Laugh. one last thing i do gotta just absolutely just hate all over mike mccarthy real quick dallas cowboys just mm. a heartbreaking loss to the packers god just ruined my day not kicking the field goal in overtime going for it on fourth and three i just i don't know i don't get it i'm over it he pissed me off. I hate the Cowboys again. That's the good news about the Broncos being complete dog shit is that nothing they do even pisses me off. I'm like, yep, we stink, and I expect to never score. And we had a nice little second half today, Colt. Uh, six possessions, I believe. Uh, six punts, or excuse me, seven possessions, six punts, and a pick. That was our second half. So that but you got Russell Wilson, man, $230 million. He's rich. He does a lot of commercials. Everything's good. Mm. Let's ride. Let's ride, Still baby. not riding. Still not riding fucking anywhere, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone have a great week. We'll talk to you on next week's Golf Sub Bar.